It's the Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian Kennedy and Jeremy Dixon. A podcast from Ireland with a difference. Hi, lads. Uh, This is something that uh, Derek wrote to us. I've never contacted you before, but I'm going through a lot at the moment. I've uh, texted your show before about being a single dad. I have a six-year-old daughter with my ex. She is everything to me. Last month, my ex rang me to say that she is moving to London to be with her new boyfriend who got a job there. I was pretty much told that that's what's happening. To be honest, I was in bits. I don't have guardianship because parenting was never an issue uh, with us before. We've never even been to court. She's basically telling me that I've no choice and I can visit any time I want. She's going in four weeks. I don't know where to turn. Can you give me any advice, please? I'm uh, crying even sending this uh, message to you. And that is from a guy called uh, Derek. And if you've ever had an an issue like this where you were a parent and one parent wanted to move far away from the other, how did you cope with it? What did you do? And what sort of arrangements did you uh, put in place for uh, parenting? So basically, uh, the mother is moving to London to be with her new boyfriend. And he's not happy at all because obviously he lives here in Dublin and he won't get to see his daughter every day. Now, he says that up until now, he doesn't have guardianship, but the reason being, they've never had an issue over uh, guardianship because he's been able to see his child whenever uh, he wanted. Now it's become an issue because she's just decided to up sticks and move to London. This is typical of the way fathers are treated uh, in Ireland, not just Ireland, I presume it's it's around the world. Uh, And if you've ever had a friend... Uh, who's ended up in the the family law courts, or in fact, if you've been unfortunate enough yourself to end up in the family law courts, you will realise that men in Ireland are treated like second class citizens mm. when it comes to when it comes to uh, guardianship and and parenting issues and stuff like that. It's just awful to hear to hear a man talking about crying while he's sending us an email is. I mean, when, when we first got that message on Facebook, was it yesterday, I think it was, um, and I read the message, I was welling up myself. Thinking, yeah, no, it is. It's awful. It is, yeah. This father. And he contacted us uh, wanting you, uh, listening at the moment, to give him some advice. And that's what we want to do now because I don't know. I'm lucky enough that I've never... Uh, had to go to the um, to the family law courts, um, but I believe from friends of mine, I have, I'd say I've six friends, men who've had to go to the family law courts over over access to children, and the it's stories, a nightmare. It's an stories, absolute nightmare. No, you you've been there, of course. You're well, a, no, I no, I was very fortunate. I never had to fight in the family law courts with yeah. my ex wife. Thank God. We did have like mediation sessions and course, stuff like yeah, that, but yeah, no, yeah. we ne- we never had to fight in court over over access to them. Uh, but I know an awful lot of people who have had to uh, fight for access to their their children. But here's the thing. He's never had to go to court because for the last six years, the daughter is six, for the last six years, everything has been perfect. He's yeah. been allowed to see his daughter whenever he wanted. 
So he never felt the need to apply for guardianship or to... Because everything was rosy. Because everything was rosy. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And yeah. suddenly he's been, uh, he's been hit with this. Now, the thing I will say to uh, Derek is... I don't say what I think you're going to say. Which is what? Oh, London's only an hour away. But on, it is only an no, hour away. That's, that's not... I'd, would he be as upset if she moved to Cork? Which is four hours it's, away. It's not the same thing. She's moving to a different country, Adrian. And, uh, you know, that's okay if your child is 18 or 19 or 20. Um, I mean, your, your young fellow went to a different country, uh, but he was in his 20s. Had, had your um, children's mother decided to leave the country when your kids were six, you would have been distraught. Yeah, of course I would, yeah. I would. And I know London is only an hour away. Well, maybe, sorry, maybe he is overreacting. I don't know. Um, I just know if I was in that situation. Sorry. The bottom line here is, when that man was writing that message to us on Facebook, he was crying. So it's obviously affecting him before the, the daughter's even gone. Now, um, Priscilla, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, just to say, as you know, um, and I know it's not a domestic violence issue, but first of all, if that parent is listening, um, the mother just can't uproot and take the child out of the country. That's the number one thing. And also... If the child is born, if the child is born in Ireland, it's going to be very difficult for her to be able to uh, take the child and move to another country, mm. and that's under the Hague Convention. So what he needs to now do the, the is the difficulty is that um, from what he says in his message, he doesn't have guardianship uh, because parenting was never an issue before. He, he's been able to see it, his child for it, the last six years. Doesn't make any difference. He's in the child's life. It makes no difference. It's what it's what's in the best interest of the child, and um, what I would suggest because obviously I don't know the actual ins and outs and what's going on behind. All I would say, if he makes contact, we'll have a chat with him. We will put him in touch with a solicitor who will give him the correct legal advice on it. And to be honest with you, um, that's all they have, that he has to do. We had a situation where a mother took her two children. Um, out of London without the father's permission mm. going back five years ago. She ended up in Ireland with the kids for three and a half years, but the judge ordered that the kids be brought back to the country where they were born and where they were living. I'm not saying that that's going to happen in his case, but what I am saying is tell him, uh, tell him to make contact with us. We will give him the advice. We will get him to meet with, with one of the solicitors, have a chat, and then he... he um, he objects that, she, that she's taken the child out of the country. And do, do you think he has a leg to stand on? Because oh, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's wrong when people say, see, my biggest, our biggest problem we find nowadays is that people listen to Mary Murphy down the road or Paddy Murphy up the road and they're getting all conflicting information and by the time they all put it together, the information is completely wrong. And he does have a leg to stand on. He is the father of the child. Now, he says that um, she is planning to leave. She's going in four weeks. Um, so your advice would be in the next four weeks to uh, contact a solicitor immediately? Contact immediately. Uh, immediately. He, I mean, he doesn't have to contact us. He needs to contact a solicitor immediately to object to this. Because, I mean, he needs to know where is this child going to? Where is the child going to school? Where is the child going to live? Who is the child going to live with? Take, this parent has taken a child out of its country. Mm. Where it, all 
that it knows for the last six years and take it to another country. I know, but it really, who, sorry, Priscilla, realistically, the guards are not going to stand at Dublin Airport in four weeks. They will, yeah. If there's a court, if there's a court order in place, they will. They will, yeah. They will stand. And let me tell you, it's been done only a number of weeks ago. It was actually done down at Dublin Port. And what happens is, immediately we would notify um, the airport and um, and a picture would be put up on the system. And that's what we do to block it. But it's not it's not abduction. She's not abducting the child. No. No. no, but he, she's not abducted. But she is if she doesn't get permission from him. He is the father. Okay, but one of the things that he did say um, is that he doesn't, he never applied for guardianship. I don't know if his name is on the child's birth cert or not, but if um, he hasn't applied for guardianship, he doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on, does he? Well, he does, because if he does the DNA, he can prove he's the father of the child. Is he going to be able to do all of that in the next four weeks? Oh, yeah, very quick, very easy, very easy to do it. If you want something bad enough in, in this city, you'll get it done. But is he wasting his time? Or because no, he's I, not. I'm just looking at some of the messages coming in here and saying he doesn't have a leg to stand on, um, that, you know, the mother will always get um, the first choice when it comes to parenting. And that, no, and no. Well, well, Priscilla, that's that's how it's been with my friends who've all ended up in the oh, family. Oh, no, no, I agree with you. Men have always been kept down. I agree with you, totally agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. But what I'm saying is, when you get somebody like this that gets the right, to, that gets to the right people, that gets the right information, and that is believed, that is so important for men. And men are not believed in this country. They're, they are still classed as men don't cry. Men are not allowed to cry. And that is so, so wrong. And, I, and absolutely, they have always been kept down for that. But what I would say is, he, he must make contact with a solicitor or with ourselves, and we put them on to someone who's uh, experienced in that field. Okay, and when you say yourselves, who is yourselves? We are Stop Domestic Violence in Ireland. Myself and my daughter, Amy Granger, set this up um, coming on to five years ago. Um, we're survivors of domestic violence, and we have we are basically a little organisation that operates from our home and help people out. And like this, give people a light at the end of the tunnel that's not there, like men. Like, okay, you do, know, do men me, are not believed. Do me a favour, Priscilla, and stay on the line there for one second if you can, please. Uh-huh. 85 2626 is our number. Uh, let's bring in Adia on this conversation. Hey guys, it's Adia. Um, I just, I'm listening there about your man and the stuff he's going through and my heart is actually, like, it really goes to him because I couldn't imagine being apart from my kids um, in that type of situation if the roles are reversed and it was, say, the father leaving or whatever. But um, he can definitely go, whether he's ever been or not, to the family courts. I think it's in Dolphin House if he's based in Dublin, um, in Temple Bar, and he will get guardianship and he will be able to get everything sorted that way. And at least... If they can't order um, her to stay in the country, they'll set up access where he has to at least have access in Ireland um, a certain amount of time, a year or whatever. And that's where mediation also and lawyers come in um, and legal aid is available if like um, he needs legal aid. So I'd say go down to Dolphin House. Well, actually, at the moment, um, he'll have to, I think it's, apply by email. So I'd say go on to the Dolphin House um, website and try and make an appointment as soon as you can. Um, 
and let her know in advance if you want to stay on good terms because getting court papers would be an awful shock. Mm. <laughs> right, that's my advice. All right, just, thanks very guys, much indeed, Adia. Just listening to this, and maybe Priscilla, you'll be able to uh, tell me more about this. And again, I'm just acting on the experience of my friends. When you are in a situation where you have a, a child with an ex, yeah, and if everything is huh. if everything is going well, yeah, a lot yeah. of the times and I know this from my mates, they would say, I don't want to go to the family law courts because I don't want to rock the boat. Things are, are good the way they are. Um, I have a good relationship with my ex. And as soon as you, and you know, um, solicitors, oh. and especially uh, family law solicitors, are blo- they, they, they cause more, by the way, they cause more breakups, I'm convinced, than couples themselves. They cause more trouble between more couples. Trouble. Yeah. And I, I know that from friends of mine who were, who were broken up and things were still going okay. And as soon as solicitors start getting involved, it all goes to shit because the solicitors want blood from everybody. And that's what I'm just wondering. If he does go down the family law, um, the courts, will that not cause more trouble for him? And antagonise him more. And antagonise him, yeah. No, what, what we would suggest is you, you deal with a solicitor that has compassion. There's a number of solicitors in this city that have compassion. I can't discuss something that has happened today, but we've had a massive, massive, um, probably one of our best victories. And all I will tell you is that um, there's been two children saved today from a parent, which we never thought would happen. But we, we realised the judge was listening to the other parents. And what I'm saying to you is, tell that chap, all he's got to do is have a chat with us and he can do it. And solicitors then, he can go back to his ex and say, look, I need to know, where is, where is this going? Like, when am I going to see my daughter? Am I going to see her once a month? Are you going to fly over every second weekend to, to, to Dublin, that's going to put expense on me. You just can't up, as that girl said, um, Dolphin House is there. He wouldn't even have to email because he could make an application for an emergency one. But it's okay saying not, not, upsetting, not upsetting the apple pie, but it's his child. If he wants to see his child and not see his child over in England or wherever she decides to move without having a discussion with him, he needs to do something about it. All right. Well, do me a favour, Priscilla, and stay on the line there for one second. Sarah, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Sarah? Hiya. Um, I'm speaking from personal experience. Now, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking at the opposite end of it. I I won't say here because it's still ongoing, but as a member of my family, it's been held under a court order in another country because she tried to return home to Ireland with her children. And the father in that case has no access to the children because he doesn't want it. He won't uh, financially support the children. And yet, the Hague Convention still won't allow her to return to Ireland. So I do think if that father is as good as he is and he sees her and he has a great relationship with her, I can't see why they wouldn't help him, considering they've helped somebody who doesn't, by his own admission, doesn't want to see his children, but doesn't want him to leave the country either. Okay, so who should he talk to? So the Hague Convention, as, as I've been listening there, you can go to his office house or you can go do it to a solicitor. You don't necessarily have to go to Dolphin House to do it. It can be done through a solicitor, but you have to initiate the Hague Convention. And um, they have a different office to Dolphin House. The office is actually. But do, the uh, sorry, uh, Sarah, do you not have to initiate the Hague Convention after the child has left the jurisdiction? To be honest, I'm not 100 sure if it's after because for my family member, it was initiated as she left, so he knew she was leaving. So maybe that was the difference. Okay, well, in, you know? in this case, he does know that she's uh, she's leaving. Yeah. So you but again, we, you again would be advising to take immediate legal action. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that guy sounds like you know every single day or every single whatever he's part of our life and the whole lot. Like he shouldn't, she shouldn't be doing it without his permission, and she shouldn't be doing it 
um, and tell them that there's nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely something you can do about it. Now, to initiate the Hague Convention, it doesn't go to staff now. You have to go to the Department of Justice. But I, I would imagine um, that that has to be done or can only really be done when it actually happens, when she actually takes the child out I'm of the jurisdiction. I'm not 100% sure yeah. because for the person that I'm speaking about, it happened as she left. So... Mm. She, All right, but if anybody knows the answer to that, anyway. right? If anybody knows the answer to that, you can send us a yeah. WhatsApp I'm not a- to 085-825-2626. Uh, now I know uh, what the Hague Convention is. I know what it stands yeah. for, uh, and all of that. But uh, unless an offence is actually being committed. I well, would imagine that's she was it. already in the yeah. process of leaving, so that could be the difference, as in they knew she was actually about to, you know, well, Pris- go. Priscilla, you were saying that... Oh, no, Priscilla's gone, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was saying that they she can actually be stopped at the airport. Yeah, she can. All right, we appreciate your... Because it happened, it happened, they were stopped. They weren't stopped, they weren't quick enough to stop them getting on, but they were there when they got off. Okay, very good. All right, thanks very much indeed for your call, Sarah. Let me go to Julie. You're on uh, Opinions Matter. How are you, Julie? I'm grand. How are you? Good, thanks. Can I stop you there, first of all, yeah. with the It's Only London thing? Yes. Um, if you don't mind me saying that's complete bullshit. Um, I'm in the exact same situation as that man, only the shoe is on the opposite foot. Uh, Meaning what? My- the father... Yeah, the father fecked off to London with his missus four years ago. And I was told, it's only London, I'll see her like six times a year and every, you know, other weekend. You've seen her four full days in four years and you can't blame the pandemic on that. Now, apparently he's coming over next week, but yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath. Okay, but this is his choice. He didn't take the child, the child's here. No, the child's with me. Yeah. But she was, the child's with me. Um... But I'm completely alone here with no family. We broke up ten years ago, and it was the best. We, like we were best friends for the first two years of the breakup. Like you know, we were just that's why we broke up. It was just because we were just best friends. We weren't in love really. And he was a brilliant dad, best dad ever. Couldn't complain. He and he, she was a real daddy's girl. He adored her. Everything was great. Then I found out we owned a house together as well. He screwed me over on the house, um, so there was a big row there. And then later on that year, he met this one. Um, this is this is late 2013 now. And um, that's when things just went completely downhill. And she's not into kids at all. And he's basically a follower. He does what he's told. Okay, but but the, the bottom line is uh, he has chosen not to see his child. Not that he hasn't been able to. He has chosen not to. Well, like he was able well before the pandemic. Right. Like her own granddad, her own granddad lives in Germany and he left. We saw him last January. He left on the 7th of February, which was just before the pandemic hit. Now, okay, obviously we haven't seen him since, but I actually don't know when the last time he saw saw her was. So what advice would you you give to uh, Derek, who doesn't know what to do with regard to his daughter possibly leaving the country in four weeks? I don't know. I don't know what the legal rights are. Um, I'm, I've am i decided myself only the other day that I'm going to go down. We never needed to, I never needed to go down the legal route. With exactly him. like but this like guy, Derek. Paying me, he's, paying me, he's paying me maintenance, but to be honest with you, it's nowhere near the amount that he's legally supposed to be paying me. He's paying me. Fuck off. Sorry. And he has a very, very good job over there. Um, so, like, I'm here on my own with a house and two kids. No family in Ireland. 
So, um, and like when he screwed me over with the house, I basically had to jump ship out of the house. And I had said to him, I had to move out of the house. I couldn't afford it on my own. Um, and I had to move out of Dublin because I couldn't afford Dublin on my own. And I said to him, look, I'm going to have to move somewhere. And he told me, I'll oh, move wherever you want. I was like, no, I'm not moving too far away from you and your family. So I moved to Leash because it's only an hour away. Now, I love Waterford. I would have loved to have gone to Waterford, but that's two hours away. But I, I, I don't think I'd ever even been to Leash before when I moved down there. But the reason I moved there was because it was within the hour and I didn't want to take her too away, too far away from his family. So and you, then you, went, you played ball with him. Uh, but I then, played ball with him, yeah, yeah. But then eventually he upped sticks and left and went to London. Yeah. He won't talk to me at all. He has cut off all contact with me. He barely speaks to her. They talk sometimes on some game thing. He didn't contact her for the first three months of the pandemic, the, the first real pandemic last year. He didn't even see if she was okay, how she was coping with not being in school. Never contacted her once. That's awful. He's just a, yeah, that is he's awful. just a pussy. He's just doing what she, she tells him to do. All right, stay there for and a second. Just, Let, let's bring Lisa in on this conversation. Hey lads, there's kind of a bit of misinformation uh, there with regard to it not being abduction. I think the lady's name was Priscilla, who runs an organisation with her daughter. Um, she said that it's not child abduction. It actually is under sex, section 16 of the Non-Fatal uh, Offences Against the Person Act. Um you can give that man my number if he wants some help. All right, thank you very much indeed, Lisa. Now, uh, Des, welcome to Opinions Matter. Good evening, lads. Now, Des, we need to be careful not to go into too much uh, detail here for obvious legal reasons, but... Uh, you... No, look, look, that's no problem at all. Okay, t- tell me your story. Listen, from the, the 20, Saturday the 25th of May 2019, my ex-partner and my child left their house and... From to my knowledge, that was the last time I was to see them. Um, by the time I had gotten, I had gone to the police straight away when I found out they had left, and they had gotten to London with no documentation. I had passport and birth cert of my child. Not really. Um, so they got a bus in course. We found out they got a bus errand. Uh, my partner, sorry, my ex partner was from London, but the child we had this, we were living here with the child in Ireland. The child was born in London, but we were a resident in Ireland for the four years of the child's life before she left. Right. Um, which, well, you'll find out why this means something. In car, we finally, when the child was in London, I had to go get the child brought back to Ireland, which means I had to go to London to get the court. I couldn't use a solicitor in Ireland. I had to find one in London. In, in over London, the phone. yeah. Um, then they had to kick it all off. My solicitor here advised me of all of this, how to do it, because he's not allowed that in London. Um so we done this, and we finally got a hearing in in London. Um, we were there about three weeks later. This is after it all started. About three weeks later, and we got a court date in in Ipswich, which is the Chelmsford uh, district of the family court. Um, so we got ordered there. That cost nearly three thousand pounds just for that one hour hearing, which was for just the judge to get the sides, both sides of the story. Um, so this all this all happened. Um, so after many different times going to London, which costs and costs and costs, you have to pay a solicitor in London because you're not you're not liable to legal aid because you're not from the state. Um, so finally, when we got to the high courts where the judge was allowed to make a decision, he ordered the child back to Ireland because she was resident here for the, at least three years. They have to be minimum residents in the country for three years. 
And that's why she was ordered back, because she was over three years resident in Ireland. But what I'm hearing um, from you um, is that this child, um, had this child not left Ireland, you wouldn't have the issue of the expense of the court in, in the UK. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because the minute she came back, I was entitled to legal aid because this was all kicked off by the mother leaving the country. The mother, we had to get the Hague Convention. The Hague Convention is where this all started. Uh, the Hague Convention, which is basically they get on and it's classed as a kid a kidnapping because the child has left their jurisdiction without the father's permission. But so it, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it, it, the, the Hague Convention can't be enforced until the child is actually gone. Is that right? Yes, but the courts can order. Yeah, he the bet like once that child leaves, now he has to go to London for the Hague Convention is ordering that child back either way. But he has to go through the process of the London for a high court judge to order that child to back come back. And as okay, so said, so what you're saying is of, what you're saying is that there's very little he can do to stop her leaving. But if she does leave, then uh, he has to. Uh, use the Hague Convention through the courts in the UK to get her back. Yes, because even once the Hague Convention can takes the case, they have to accept the case first. And if they accept it, the child is all, that that child has been ordered back. But it has to go through the system for the High Court judge to get that to get, to sign it off. Basically. Okay, but what I'm hearing from you is until that actually happens, there's very little he can do here. Well, you can start with a with a solicitor here to warn the mother that once she leaves the jurisdiction then she's liable for the hate convention for the, for the kidnapping of the child yes I understand that, yeah, but, that uh, but, she's not just going to run away is she Unless okay she so in other words he needs to let her know that he is going to take this seriously and that if she does take his child out of this jurisdiction he will act and use the hate convention well, to get his child back the mother's, well judging by the mother's uh, the way she's going on that he has no choice I don't think she's going to listen to her or to him and that's so exactly what he says way, in the mail. He, his exact words in the mail, she told me I have no choice. Exactly. So he needs, he needs a letter from a solicitor to, to basically warn her. That, I don't know, but she might listen to it, she might not. But once she leaves the country, when the child is resident here, even if he's not, I went to Dalton House the first day she went missing, and they told me they can't do anything for me because I hadn't got guardianship of the child. And nor, nor is this I, guy. No, but once we got to the high court in London, I, I, your solicitor here can prove it to, to the court that once the child is resident with you for over three years, if he has lived with that child for three years of that child's life, he is an automatic, automatic guardian. Okay, but he hasn't lived with her. He hasn't lived with the child. He's, be, he's been a parent to the child. He's been a daddy to the child for uh, all of her life. But from what I understand, yes, he, he hasn't lived with her. Child, if he has been seeing that child for the last three years and paying maintenance on that child for the last three years, he is he is well he is in welfare of that child. All right, so I appreciate the call. So Thanks very much indeed for no uh, contacting us. Let's have a listen to uh, Jack, who has been there as well. Guys, uh, to be honest, in this day and age, it absolutely breaks my heart that stuff like this is still going on. My situation happened going on 15, 16 years ago where my daughter was taken out of the country without my consent. Um, I moved as quick as I could to get whatever processes I need to get in place using the Irish court systems on Dolphin House I've heard other people mention. Um, it was a terrible time, but I still spent three years fighting, even though I was awarded joint custody, guardianship, all of that stuff for my little girl. I still spent years fighting to actually get to see my daughter. Um, the advice I give to this guy now is to go 
skill either representation. It doesn't matter how amicable a breakup is or how everyone thinks it's going to be fine. At some point, somebody's going to piss somebody off. And unfortunately, people use children as weapons. And the only way to stop it happening. And if this girl wants this guy to be in the chores, like she should have no animosity towards him getting official joint custody, guardianship, all that sort of stuff. If anything, she should be encouraging it. She should be encouraging this man to be in this little girl's life. Little girls need their dads. Absolutely. All right, Jack, thanks very much indeed. 085-825-2626 if you want to uh, very quickly get involved in this conversation. We're talking about Derek's message. His uh, six-year-old daughter is being taken to London by her mother in a couple of weeks' time because the mother's moving to London to be with her new boyfriend and he's literally reaching out for help. He uh, doesn't know where to turn. Now, let me go to uh, Katie. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. What did you want to say on this? I just want to say something. Um, I hope I don't get slated for this now. There might be a few that might be able to relate to this. But the lady that was speaking, giving advice to that gentleman, which was all true, and she was saying for him, you know, to find um, a solicitor, a compassionate solicitor, but they all are, they're great um, for that. Well, I will say this. And I can't say why on air, but trust me when I say it's a compassionate judge you need. Mm. Because I firmly believe, first of all, I've seen a first hand with family law, not with myself. I have been there and I have absolutely shot. Like judges are judging all the cases of normal life. And then in the all that's finished, they go on to family law. I firmly believe there should be specialized judges only for family law because I have seen it firsthand with judges. If you take a dislike to one parent for no matter what the reason is, you not help them every time they come in front of that judge. And that is no lie. I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but I have seen it mm. firsthand with somebody for no reason whatsoever, whatsoever. Now, they couldn't leave. They were only going from county to county, which is understandable as well. Mm-hmm. The father was... You're talking about a father who was never involved or bothered with the child, but the judge took a dislike to this person, and oh my God, you just, I, I wouldn't shock you with the details. I wouldn't even give the judges So uh, what would you advise uh, this guy, Derek, who's been on to us? What, what should he do? Should he be on to a solicitor first thing tomorrow morning? Oh God, yeah, yeah. The, the solicitors are great, but like what I'm saying is, it's not always the solicitor's fault when it goes into court because there are fathers. I, I know, Sensi, like I said, again, I can't say how I know all this, but, you know, I do have family. When they go in front of the judge, and for, for no reason, the judge can just make a judgment against them. Now, there are reasons judges do that, and you can understand that, but when there aren't reasons and judges make these decisions, it is not fair one bit whatsoever. So let's hope the judge is compassionate. But in this country, they seriously want want to go and get specialised judges just to deal with family I, law. I couldn't agree Nothing with you else. more. I couldn't agree with you more. Just, yeah, family law. Like I said, I've seen it firsthand, and if I was to say, which I can't, if I was to say what the the behaviour, you just would be you'd be shocked. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I can I'm, tell I'm, you anytime you want to ring me off the air and 
Hey, fill, us, fill us in a little bit more. All right. Appreciate yeah. the call. Thanks very much indeed. Okay. And the best of luck to that gentleman. Thanks very much indeed. All right. 085 Adia has been on uh, with some more advice. Hey, guys. It's Adia again. Um, if the guy doesn't want to go to court and he doesn't want to go down that route, um, I would probably then, in that case, advise him to go with her um, to a solicitor or even sit down with her beforehand and write out the terms and conditions of access with the actual child and and then sign it and get a, a solicitor or a lawyer or whatever to then sign that so then it's legally binding without the whole runaround of Dolphin House or any domestic violence um, organisations or anything like that because if they are on good terms and that can be done then that would be in the best interest of the child and both of them um, to stay on civil terms. All right, Adia, thanks very much indeed. Now, um, Kevin, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Kevin? I'm good, Adrian. How are you doing? What did you um, want to say on this? You're a separated look, father yourself. Yeah, yeah uh, have been for a long time. Um, but I will say one thing. Uh, not all mothers are out to get fathers. Okay? Now, in, I'm saying that as I've been through a, a, a separation and it involves children. And I've had to go to Dolphin's Court once, and it was resolved. And so we we both stuck to the, the court order that was put in place. And nothing... Yes, we had our disagreements about who's got, who's got the right parent and stuff, mm. like any any parents do when they're together or be separated. But, like, I, look, I understand there are a proportion of mothers out there who will raise hell to get what they want, but they're not all out to get men, fathers. That's all I wanted to say, basically, on it. And there is a Facebook page. It's D, D dot, it's dad, basically, with a dot between the letters. D dot A dot D dot S dot. Yeah, and he might get some information. There's many, many men on there looking for similar advice, going a lot, similar, going through a lot of similar situations, a lot minor and a lot worse than this. Um, uh, so I would aim towards that. Okay, um, that's good advice. So head to the d.a.d.s uh, website and you'll uh, find out, uh, maybe uh, reach out for help there. Thanks very much indeed, Kevin. And one final call on this, and that's you, Paul. You're on Opinions Matter. How are you? How are you doing? So, I, I, I suppose from the, the advice that I would give to this guy is he needs to start the process immediately. So once the process starts, just the execution itself. He goes to court and he says, Kinds, I am to his father. And he's able to prove. And I think he is having spent time visiting the child and so on and so forth. Um, he has to at that point, she has to stay. If she wants to function, then it's going to be a abduction. Okay, so, yeah, so he, if he doesn't start some sort of proceedings uh, very, very soon, it's going to be nearly too late. Is that what you're saying? For me, what happened to me was my child was taken before I had any of this stuff in place. And it was done maliciously in terms of there was a restraining order, a false restraining order put on me. And while that process was happening, the child was removed from the country. Uh, now, once I realized the child was gone from the country, I set the action in place immediately. And within 30 days, I had guardianship and joint custody. Now, I still fought for a very and, long, and was that time. much more difficult to do with the child not being in the country? No, it wasn't. Right? So all I had to do was bring the proof, the proof of evidence of child support, evidence of 
all the various things that I've done, i.e. birthdays, witnesses, all this sort of thing that are available. This is all a matter of public record. If the child, if he was there when the child was born, that would be on public record. This stuff is all available. Once he brings it, you need to go to court, you need to be very calm, very collective, because the courts are not on the side of the man here. Okay? And they never have been. And I've actually, you know what, I'm actually a bit upset here, I can think about, after all this time, fathers are still going through this. It's terrible. They're like second-class citizens when it comes to children. Children need both parents. Not to put both parents in a child's life is actually abuse. It's a form of abuse to remove one parent from a child, especially at such a young age after spending such time with the child. I've seen the damage it's to my daughter. Mm. Thankfully, now as a grown woman, and she's, she's doing fantastic. But for a long, long time, we had to go through a lot of pain and hardship. And she had to have counselling as a teenager to get over what happened when she was younger. Because, you know, it didn't come out then, but it came out later on in life. And, and uh, But now, now, thank God, after all these years, you have a great relationship with her. Absolutely fantastic. That's amazing. And, and That's this brilliant. Is why, this is why it hurts me to hear this, because, you know what, this guy, girls need the dads. They need the mothers as well. They need both parents. In a world that's in such a state as it is now, right, and with all the madness that's going on, these young children need both parents. This guy needs to move quick. And again, if for any reason that this girl does want this guy in this child's life, she should be grateful that he's willing to go to these lands and fight. Absolutely. You know, now, now, apparently, from, from his message, she does want him to be part of the child's life. She said, you can but come to London whenever you want. Um, but that's not much help. He doesn't particularly want his what? child to move to London. I had to fly to Spain once a month for a long time, and, and it nearly broke me, and it broke my family, and, and financially it nearly killed me. And maybe this guy is in that situation now. But really, what he needs to do is get the legal paperwork in place, and then they can sit down and agree something. You know what, maybe it is a good move for her and the child and whatever to go to the UK. But you can't just tell him this is what's happening and this is how it's going to happen. Maybe it's prohibitive that he can't get there for whatever million and one reasons that he can't do it. So should that child be without a father because it suits this girl because her boyfriend wants to go there? You know, there's a whole lot of context mm. behind this. All right, but you would advise, advise like an awful lot of our other callers to get onto this straight away first thing tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Don't hesitate. Just get it done. And you know what? Maybe in a month's time, he'll realise that maybe they don't need to go through the process, but what he's done is he's safeguarded that. And don't feel guilty or bad for trying to fight for the person that you love. All right. Very don't good advice. Bad. Thanks very much indeed, Paul. Appreciate it. And uh, let me just squeeze in one final uh, message from Mary. Um, and maybe I'm playing devil's advocate here, but maybe like we don't know the situation or the relationship between um, herself and him. It might be a really bad relationship that girl's life may be hell and they could be wanting to get away from him, not necessarily the taking the child away from him. But it might be a good thing if to have separation and maybe work out maintenance that they use the maintenance for him to travel over and see the child or vice versa for her to make a deal to bring the child back over to see him. All right, Mary, thanks very much indeed for your message and thank you all of you for your messages. Uh, sorry, Jeremy, just to wrap up on this. You know what this, this proves, though, this conversation? Well, it proves something that we've all already known. And, I mean, I got a text message there about 10 minutes ago from a friend of mine who's a solicitor and took great... Uh, umbrage. Uh, umbrage, yeah, to my comments that uh, solicitors are leeches when it comes to family law. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't apologise for that because any of my friends who've been through breakups, uh, I can tell you the breakup process only got worse when, because solicitors have a nasty way. Have you ever got a letter from a solicitor? 
They've a nasty way yeah, to write I did, letters, yeah, regularly. Yeah. And when you're getting the... It's one thing getting a letter from a solicitor about, you know, a car crash or something like that. But when you're getting a nasty letter from your solicitor about your own children, that rubs you up the wrong mm. way, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I won't apologise for that point because I just think uh, solicitors in uh, family law, they're only looking out for themselves. No, what they're only looking out for is their own client. And they're not looking at the bigger picture about what is best uh, for for uh, the child. But this conversation has proven that for such a forward-thinking country, we are still so way behind when it comes to father's rights. Um, And it it just, it baffles me um, how fathers are still seen as second-class citizens. And they are. There's no point in saying they're not. Um, It's getting better. It is getting better, I have to tell you. But yes, it is But have you ever known? I know of three, and I'm not making this up. I know of three examples. In fact, we both do, because we both know uh, these people. We know of three examples where um, children were used as pawns in a game of separation. And what's called um, parental alienation, where the mothers of these children poisoned the children against their father. Daddy doesn't love you. That's why we broke up. Daddy isn't giving me enough money to get your school uniforms. Daddy doesn't want to see you today. Daddy's too busy with his girlfriend. All these bullshit lines that are just put in a child's head to turn the child against a father. Have you ever known of a woman, of a mother, to be done in court for parental alienation? No, I've never known of, of a father either. It, it doesn't happen. It should be, and in fact, it's a conversation for maybe next week on the programme. Well, it is a law. Parental um, alienation is a law. No, I don't know if it's ever enforced. The, the, I don't know if it's ever enforced. How do you prove it? That's the problem. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Lee, for all of your calls on Opinions Matter. Opinions Matter. Opinions Matter. With Adrian Kennedy and Jeremy Dixon. A daily podcast from Ireland. About opinions.